Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning! It's time to wake up. It's five, and we're live. Oh, is this thing on? I don't care. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yes. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is the pregame show. I am your host on this Friday. Yes, you have made it. If you're just getting off work, congratulations. If you're just getting on work, well, one more day to go. But it is a Friday. Best day of the week. Some might say, I still say it's Thursday, but some might say it's Friday. Payday Friday absolutely is the best way. But for, for us, for here at the station, that's not until next week. But we shall make do. 888 888- 957-9570 is the number if you would like to get involved in the show today. Hello, Xfinity Mobile Text Line. Call or text that number again, 888-957-9570. If you would like to see me in this beautiful Raleigh Fingers jersey, well, you can find me on Twitch. You can find me on YouTube. You can hit me up at Spadoni underscore Joe on Twitter. Give me a follow, give me a like, give us a follow or a subscription, subscribe, whatever you want to do on YouTube. Download that Odyssey app, favorite 95.7 The Game. Take us everywhere you need to go. And you don't just need to listen to sports on that thing. You got everything you need. You got your pop culture, you got your Mandalorian, your succession podcasts, your, what is it, Snowfall, Guru and Bonte keep talking about. You got all the show stuff. You could talk about that. You could talk about it. If you're into politics, you can do that. If you're into nature, there's a nature pod out there. So anything you want, it is right there at your fingertips. Just download the Odyssey app. Man. Sixers, Warriors tonight. The homestand starts, people. It's the final stretch. I know the final countdown. Maybe I'll come back. Then that's a Phil Collins Friday. Can't do it. You thought I was going to. It's a Phil Collins Friday, though, for all those who observe. Sixers-Warriors tonight, start of a four-game homestand, which basically is going to tell us whether they can be a fifth, hell, maybe a fourth seed, I talked about it yesterday, or remain the sixth seed. Now, it's up for another discussion. Do we want the fifth seed, right? Do you want to have to play the Phoenix Suns in the first round? Would you rather face the Sacramento Kings? Well... That's all in front of you right now. The Clippers, they won last night. Huge win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. They 
are one game ahead of you in the standings at the fifth seed, currently at 39 and 35. And right where the Warriors are at, 38 and 36, they're still, again, only a game back of the Phoenix Suns. And I understand the Suns have the tiebreakers, so that makes things a little iffy, so it's not really a game back. You have to win. It'd be a game over them in the standings. So really, it's kind of you have to win two more. All convoluted. I get that. But if you're just going by the loss column, they're two ahead in the loss column if that's easier. 34 losses for the Phoenix Suns, 36 for the Golden State Warriors, and 35 for the Los Angeles Clippers. All bunched right in there. And it's going to be a fun final eight games. And I cannot wait to see it all break down here. 95-7 the game. We'll have all that coverage for you tonight, starting with Warriors Live at 6 o'clock. John Dickinson getting you ready before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy. He'll be on the call. Again, Joel Embiid, we'll see. He's questionable. Left the his last game with a right calf strain. So hopefully he is back. I mean, you just want to see the Stars player, but if you're a Warriors fan, catch get all the breaks you need, right? Get all the breaks you need. Solidify yourself out of the play-in spot. You want to keep at least that sixth seed. And it's better, it's easier said than done for the Warriors at this point. They are a different team at home, though. Don't get it twisted. This is a different team at home when they play, when they get after it. Everything just seems to go smoother for whatever reason. And I get for the role players, it's a main thing. But for the veterans, too, it just seems there is a comfort level there. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570 if you would like to get involved in the program. Steve Kerr joined Willard and Dibbs yesterday, as he does each and every week. And he had some interesting things to say, so we'll play some sound from there. Anthony Slater, he joined the Morning Roast yesterday. He had some interesting thoughts on the season as well. And he kind of intimated that same little notion. Do we want you want the fifth seed Warrior fans? Do we? Are you scared of anyone? Gary Payton the second, you got good news there. He's getting reevaluated. He's going to start doing some on-court practice with the team. And he could play as soon as Sunday against the Timberwolves, which would be a massive Massive lift here, getting him back before the playoffs start. Remember that it's been just a tumultuous and crazy season for the Warriors, just starting with what happened before the season, obviously. But the Wiseman trade, that seems like it was ages ago. So you finally get Gary Payton the second back with you, hopefully this Sunday against the T-Wolves, which would be a huge lift, not just on the court, but I think just having a guy that you're familiar with as it pertains to the veterans, the coaching staff, a guy you can rely on, a guy that you trusted come playoff time and come NBA championship time last year, having that familiarity, it's just a relief for the guys like Steph, for Clay, for Draymond, a guy that they can actually trust. Because let's face it, there has been a disconnect this season when it comes to the veterans and the young players. James Wiseman, see you later. Come on in, Gary Payton. That kind of was the signal for everything. So getting a guy like Gary Payton the second back into the fold right before playoff slash play-in time, whatever you want to do, semantics, would be massive. It would be absolutely massive for the team. Here's Steve Kerr talking yesterday about possibly aiming for a certain seed. I think that's being really uh, ambitious, (laughs) to be honest with you. Uh, There's so many scenarios, uh, several of which are really bad. So I don't think we're in any position, you know, to determine who we play in the playoffs. We just got to get there and, uh, you know, just just play as well as we can these last eight games, get in and uh, and give ourselves a shot. Yeah, that's 
pretty much it. Get in and give yourself a shot. That's what the Warriors mantra has kind of been ever since that horrible start to the season. You didn't feel like, okay, this isn't a top three seed or a top four seed potentially. Well, they could sneak into that four seed. Again, it's not the craziest thing in the world when you look at the Clippers and you look at the Suns' future. The Clippers and the Warriors are tied right now in the NBA. Like They split the season series two, two games apiece. So I believe it would go to division one loss percentage for the teams in the same division. So I'd have to look up that, the Pacific division, all that sort of stuff. I know the Kings are leading it, and then you got the Suns, and you got the Clippers. But when you look at the division right now, Kings are 8-6. and six. Suns are nine and four, so that is a huge tie break there. Clippers seven and seven, Warriors six and nine, Lakers five and nine. So again, if you're going to that tie break, Warriors, they're still fall just a little behind. But is the fifth seed the worst thing if you don't get that? Is it I understand, and I hear what Steve Kerr's coming from. For the team, they don't care. They just want to get into the playoffs. They don't home away opponent. Steph Dre and Clay, they're three future Hall of Famers. They're going to get up for the task. It doesn't matter to them. But if you're a fan watching this team, the possibility of facing the Kevin Durant-led Phoenix Suns in the first round compared to the... And I'm not throwing shade at them. De'Aaron Fox has had a hell of a year. Probably, what, the comeback player of the year. DeMontis Bonas. Those guys are all-stars. They're unbelievable. Light the beam. They've been sick. But a top 10 player of all time... And Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns, and a top five score in the league, and Devin Booker, and future Hall of Famer, and Chris Paul, and double double machine DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, I'm good off that, as the kids would say. I'm good off that in the first round. So, six seed wouldn't be the worst thing. You would like to even try to get up to that four seed so you have the home court advantage, but I'm good off the fifth seed, I think, if you're a Golden State Warrior or a Golden State Warrior fan. 888-957-9570. Let me know. Do you want the fifth seed, Warrior fans? Do you want that? Or are you are you saying, Spadoni, why are you so scared? you afraid of the smoke from the Phoenix Suns? They're not that scary. I just saw them the other day against the Lakers. They sucked. They had no Aiton in that game, no KD. They lost their depth. Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, they're over in Brooklyn. What say you? 888-957-9570. Good morning, James, on the YouTube chat. Good, uh, good morning, Stunnerand. Appreciate Y'all checking in. Esteban Bermudez checking in on the YouTube chat. Facts. Appreciate you, Esteban. 888-957-9570 as well in the Xfinity Mobile text line. If you would like to get involved, Anthony Slater, our 95.7 The Game Warriors insider, who joins Bonte and Shasky each week on the Morning Roast, he kind of echoed those same sentiments on the Warriors potentially reaching the fourth or fifth seed yesterday. These last two wins, particularly last night, I do think set them up to not only solidify themselves at least in six, but like you said, I mean, I think the Clippers are catchable. I doubt Phoenix is. You don't right. don't have the tiebreaker against Phoenix. They're three and one against you this season, so that makes them tougher to catch. My question to you guys would be, do you want five, though? Do you want five, though? And that's my question to the audience right now at 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. Stunna, he's like, take whatever, baby, let's go. I think that's where a lot of the players are at. They just don't want to have to play in that play-in game. Because Steph and Dre, they know all about that. Jordan Poole, they know all about that. It's not fun. You're 0-2 in the play-in game right now. You do not want to flirt with that. In a one-game little series, anything could happen. Whether it's against the T-Wolves, whether it's against the Jazz, the Thunder, the Lakers. And as it stands right now, 
the T-Wolves, who the Warriors will be facing Sunday at Chase Center. They're 37-37, and and that's a massive swing, right? That's for the tiebreaker this Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. So the Warriors win that. You're feeling pretty damn good about your chances of clinching that sixth seed. You already got the tiebreaker over the Dallas Mavericks, Pelicans, Lakers. Lakers is the one. As long as they don't get hot and they got information yesterday, well, LeBron James refuted the reports from Woj, Dave McMenamin, and co. from ESPN that intimated that LeBron should be back for the final few games of the regular season, to which LeBron says, I have not been reevaluated. I do not plan on doing anything. I'm just working to get my way back. So, who knows? I would... Woj and McMenamin are pretty tapped in. Maybe LeBron just wanted his own terms and stuff not leaked out to the media. I understand that from a player's perspective. But all in all, I would expect LeBron back within the last two or three games of the regular season, in which case the Lakers, they still have to tread some water here. They got nine games left remaining in the season. So five or six games here, they're going to be without LeBron. Austin Reese, step right up. Doesn't seem to be a problem there. Keep getting those free throw calls, buddy. Just a gym rat. Love that guy. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. KM Johnson on the YouTube chat. Anything but the play-in. I think that's the sentiment. That's the right state of mind. Anything but the play-in. And yes, you're still flirting with that, Warriors fans. It may seem you're on this two-game winning streak. Everything can go crashing down if you lose tonight. Although, with without Joel Embiid, it's going to be a tough, tough thing for the Philadelphia 76ers, I would think. But then again, I don't know what to think about this season. Every time I think that the Warriors have turned a corner, they haven't. I proclaim them to be the favorites to win the Western Conference after a five-game homestand, and then they fall flat on their face and lose three straight on the road. It is what it is. It's just Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. What are we going to get ourselves into starting tonight on this four-game homestand? Again, Warriors live at 6 o'clock with John Dickinson before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy. He'll be on the call at tip-off at 7 o'clock, and it'll be at Chase Center, 888-957-9570. More from Steve Kerr, who joined Willard and Dibbs yesterday. On Kaminga's, like Jonathan Kaminga, this guy's been on an absolute tear as of late. He looks sure of himself. He is confident. He is flying to the rim. He's getting nicknames from Joe Shasky called Cobra Kaminga. Not sure about that one. I kind of like his other nickname that I'm not going to say on air, but I digress. Steve Kerr, your thoughts on Jonathan Kaminga's play? He's really come into his own, you know, over the, the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's, he's shown flashes all year. Obviously, he's just an incredible talent, but, um, you know, watching him grow offensively and get more and more comfortable with when to attack and, and where to attack from has been really fun to see. Cause that's the hardest thing, I think, for young players, especially really talented players who uh, have the ability to do a lot of things. You know, there's sort of a, you know, a, a, a lot of options, but when you're in the NBA and everything's moving quickly, uh, and there's great athletes out there and nine other players, you know, moving around, it, it, it takes time to figure out when to dribble, pass, and shoot. And it sounds simple, but it's it's really not. And I think that's the biggest thing with J.K. right now is he is just he's he's starting to figure out when to make his move and when to move the ball on. That was Steve Kerr again, who joined Willard and Dibbs yesterday, and it's a good point because there's and Steve Kerr admitted as such. It's it's not an easy thing to be able to find and and mix your own shots in with a group of veterans that love to take shots. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, those guys are shooters. Two of the greatest in the history of the game, 
and they are going to get theirs. So it is very difficult for a guy who's not even 21 years old yet. How old is Jonathan going to be? At 20? Like, this guy, like, this guy's the limit. He's so young, so talented. He's 20 years old. He's turning 21 in October. Shout out Jonathan. So, yeah, it's hard for, let alone a, like, 25 or 24-year-old, but a 20-year-old who's still pretty raw in terms of his skill set in the NBA, and he's getting better in each and every game. It's hard for a guy like that to, you know, integrate into a system that's led to four championships. It's very hard to do that. And when you're asking a guy like Jonathan Kaminga to kind of be that, you know, not sixth man, because that's Jordan Poole, but to be that next level when it comes to size, when it comes to defense, that ferocity. Because we're used to that with Draymond Green. He sets the tone when it comes to the defense, when it comes to the emotional energy of the team, when it's needed. When it's needed to have that huge defensive stand, you lean on Draymond. When you need that huge play on the offensive side, the playmaking ability, Draymond's usually in the mix. Jonathan Kaminga, he's been huge. He's been absolutely huge. The energy level I saw from him was infectious to the rest of the team in that win over the Dallas Mavericks. He was hounding Luka Doncic, and Luka's going to get his. He got his 30 points. Wasn't great efficiency, though, from him. But you look at a guy like Luka, if you're Jonathan Kaminga, you're just going to try to make him work. That's all you have to do. That's all you can do. When you look at the greats of the greats, it's not, I can't stop Michael Jordan. I can't stop LeBron. I can't stop Kobe Bryant. I can't stop Tim Duncan but I'm going to make it more difficult for them. I'm going to gas them a little more than someone else normally would. And that's what Jonathan Kaminga has been asked to do, and I think he's done it well. I think he's done it well. The rebound numbers, they're going to come. They're absolutely going to come up. And that's the next step for him. And it took it takes guys a long time. Hell, it took Clay Thompson damn near till this last twilight of his career, whatever you want to call it. He's finally starting to get rebounds. So it's something that will come. He's 20 years old. Excuse me. He's 20 years old. I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to fit in to this franchise just nicely. And uh, the future of the Warriors, as it pertains to Jonathan Kaminga, it should be bright. Is he untouchable? That I am not sure. But if you're a Warriors fan, you're going to want to keep this guy because the future is absolutely bright. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. Another guy that the Warriors, again, are hoping to add this Sunday, potentially, is Gary Payton II. He is doing some on-court practice with the team in these next few days. And the hope is he is ready Sunday against the T-Wolves, who, hey, they got Carl Anthony Towns back. They got their swagger back. They've been playing better. They are right They are right neck and neck with the Warriors right now. They are just one game back of them at 37-37, and 37, and that is a huge tiebreaker scenario on Sunday at Chase Center. So Gary Payton II, what would he bring to the Warriors, Steve Kerr, for the remainder of the season? He'll be in a similar role. I mean, he, you know, he is who he is. He's, he's a, an elite defensive player, one of the best in the league. And, um, you know, we're, that's what we need from him. Our, you can, you know, our defense has struggled this year, uh, overall. And whereas last year it was ranked second in the league. So it's great to get him back and, and he's looking good in his workouts and hopefully he's able to, to come back at, you know, at, at full strength and be ready to roll. Full strength, I mean, he's going to have to ramp up. That's why it's perfect he's coming back now when you got, what, eight games left remaining in the regular season before the playoffs start. I think that's a perfect amount of time, and he'll start potentially in the seventh game, which would be this uh, upcoming game on Sunday against the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's a fun game, too. I love I took young Benjamin to the last, I think the last Sunday game at 5 o'clock at Chase, maybe I'm mistaken, was that Timberwolves game 
think it was a few weeks ago, I took young Benjamin to that. That was a fun game. Always a fun time at Chase Center. There's not a bad seat in the house, even if, if you're up in the nosebleeds like your boy was with his three-year-old. He was having a blast. You got him his popcorn. You got all of that. He just kept looking at the different symbols. Daddy, Timberwolves. I was like, yes, son. They're playing in the game. Thank you. 888-957-9570, the YouTube chat. We're talking about the uh, potential of being the fifth seed if you're the Golden State Warriors and whether you would want that or not. Esteban Bermudez on the YouTube chat. I don't like the idea of KD having a chance at a revenge series to prove he didn't need the Warriors. I feel like he takes it to a whole new level, especially with the help he has. It's a good point. But God, isn't that why we love the NBA? That's why we love sports, though. These kind of matchups. Like, either way, it's going to be a sexy matchup, right? Because either you're getting the Kings and that NorCal rivalry right there, which, let's face it, hasn't really been a rivalry. But Kings fans, they've been feeling themselves, rightfully so, this season. Light the beam, Darren Fox, Amonis Modis, you have the familiarity with Mike Brown there. That would be a fun series. Just, it would be a lot of scoring, not a lot of defense played, but you know what? In today's NBA, who gives a damn? And then, on the flip side, you got the history, right? Chris Paul... Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant. These teams don't like each other. Now, KD, I I don't think he has any hard feelings about how things went down. Maybe he does. I don't know. Seems like him and Draymond kind of buried the hatchet when they did that pod. Was that last year, two years ago, whatever it was. So just the storylines alone for the Warriors as it pertains to the playoffs, they're just, it's everywhere. Every single series, potentially. Just look at who they're going to be playing up in there. Grizzlies? Oh, you don't think there's storylines there? Clippers? Yeah, Kawhi, but Paul George, if he comes back in the playoffs, you got the Nuggets. They know about you. You know about them. Jamal Murray, I think they want a little revenge. You got the Mavericks, potentially. Luka, Kyrie, Mark Cuban, protesting games. And then potentially, now that would be nuts, if this happens somehow, playing whatever happens, but the Lakers and Warriors potentially facing off in the playoffs. Whew. So there are stories abound as it pertains to the Golden State Warriors. And it's not going to be easy. We talked about it yesterday. Say what you owe about last season. Some people said they had a cakewalk. I think that's stupid. But if you wanted to try to say that this year, get hit the pike, as Steiny would say. He's so difficult. The pass to the finals. If they win the finals this season, yeah. Yeah. They would have earned it. Because you're going up against the best of the best. The stars are out. Ja, Fox, Sabonis, KD, Booker, Aiton, LeBron potentially, AD, Luka, Kyrie, like all those guys I just named off. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Kawhi. Yeah. It's a lot of Hall of Famers I just mentioned there. I think all of them are probably going to end up being Hall of Famers. So it's not going to be easy, folks. But you know what? I'm excited to talk about it and continue to talk about it right here on 95.7 The Game with all of you. 888-957-9570 on the Xfinity Mobile text line. <laughs> Got a lot. Of, we're getting uh, some Giants takes here, and uh, not really going to talk about too much baseball right now. But it is we are less than a week away from Giants Yankees. That starts next Thursday, and yes, I'm rocking my A's jersey right now. Shout out Raleigh Fingers, and I saw the Forbes report. From 2022, that Bob Nightingale post hit in. I'm just going to take a few minutes here, and we'll get back to the Golden State Warriors and your thoughts, and we'll still take your uh, calls and texts at 888-957-9570, and you can still hit me up on YouTube and Twitch. 
But Bob Nightingale, our Odyssey MLB insider here, he uh, tweeted, the top five MLB teams in terms of profits for 2022. The Mariners, number one at $83.8 million. Mariners had a good season. Good for them. They deserve it. Great stadium up there. Not Safeco anymore. I think it was at T-Mobile, Sam, up there in Seattle. Yeah, T-Mobile. Not Park. Or, yeah, I was going to say Arena, but T-Mobile Park. Giants at number two, $74.9 million. Good for them. Business still booming there. Although, star power lacking, but I digress. Red Sox, 71. Orioles at 64. And I think this shocked a lot of people. Number five. The Oakland Athletics. The fifth most profitable team in the 2022 baseball season. And that's just... That's... I'm disgusted even trying to talk about it on there right now, to be honest with all of you. John Fisher, what he has done to this team, what he has done to this franchise that's on the verge of leaving to Las Vegas. City of Oakland on the verge of losing their second, check that, third major sports team in the last four years. He made $62.2 million off the Oakland Athletics last year. Coliseum, it's falling apart. It's been falling apart for 10 years. The fan base, it's fractured. No one's showing up. They're not investing in the team. They're not investing in the park. They're not investing in anything. All they care about is moving on. All they care about is their bottom dollar. They're not investing in the players. They're not investing in the coaching staff. They're not investing in anything except their wallets. So when I see a stat like that, that the Oakland A's are the fifth most profitable in all of baseball last season, and yeah, that's directly tied to them not paying the players, to them not investing in the park, to them not investing in anything. That's just John Fisher saying, how can I cut costs and how can I fill my pockets more? It's Major League in real life, folks. We've been talking about it for the last year. Self-sabotage for the fan base, the fan base, the city, they're going to get blamed when it's the owner not investing. And he's pocketing all the cash. And I hope that narrative has finally changed because there are fans. I'm a fan. I know a lot of A's fans. But we're just fed up. We're fed up. When we see a guy like that and John Fisher, who's worth multi-billion dollars. Guy, what, is a gap owner? He owns a bunch of stuff. Part owner of the earthquakes. All that. This guy's got money. But doesn't want to put it back into the team. He just wants to move, then sell it off, collect the profit, night-night. Because that's what's going to happen. Whatever park gets built, whether it's here, Oakland, wherever, he's probably going to sell, and then he's just going to collect the profits and see you. Thanks. Thanks, John, for selling right when he moved to Vegas. Appreciate it. Clown. So done with this. So sickening. And I cannot root for the team, because that's just my team. I'm a glutton for punishment. It's just, you can't ask someone for 20 years of fandom just to stop. And maybe it's simple for other people. It's not simple for me. I'm still going to watch the games. I don't know how many I'm going to go to this season. I have a three-year-old. He likes to go to games. It's cheap. It's, it's close to where I live. So maybe I will. But other than that, for the sake of my child, ugh, it's just gross. When I saw that stat, it literally made me want to throw up in my mouth. John Fisher. Joke. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. We'll get more to the Warriors on the other side. More Steve Kerr. More Anthony Slater reaction. 
If you want to join in the conversation, if you are also disgusted by what John Fisher does, 888-957-9570, hit me up on Twitch, hit me up on YouTube, follow me on Twitter, at Spadoni underscore Joe. This is the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. Pre-game show. Joe Spadoni here. Warriors taking on the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at Chase Center. Coverage of that starts right here on 95.7 The Game at 6 o'clock with Warriors Live. John Dickinson before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy who will be on the call at 7 o'clock. It is a Phil Collins Friday. It's a non-payday Friday, but it is a Friday nonetheless. What are y'all doing this weekend? Let me know. 888 I don't think it's supposed to rain. I don't think so. That's nice. That's a change. They're going to go to the zoo tomorrow with the little the fam going to Oakland Zoo. It's one of the best. Oakland Zoo is perfect. If you have any kids, if you just want to go out and have a good time, it's a lot of fun. They got the whole uh, kitchen on top. If you want to go get a snack, go up there, take the little gondola. They got the bears. They got the bald eagles. They got the wolves. It's fun. It's a good time. And yes, I'm looking. It's supposed to be sunny and clear. Huh. That's an upset. Oh, but then there's rain next Tuesday and Wednesday. Great. Can't have a whole week. Can't have that without rain. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. Hello, Twitch and YouTube. We are up and running there. If you would like to get involved, I read your guys' comments constantly. Constantly. It's always something going on. Stunna. Appreciate it. James. Esteban. All y'all. Appreciate all y'all. 888-957-9570-888-957-9570. What do you got going on this weekend? 925 baseball practice if it doesn't rain. That is from the Xfinity Bubble text line. Going back to the rant I just had regards to John Fisher and the A's being the most uh, fifth most profitable team in all of baseball last year. 925, that's what happens when your entire roster is paid less than Mookie. Yep. Trade away all the guys that are going to get paid for a bunch of cheap labor. That is the Oakland A's new motto. It's not green collar. It's cheap labor at the Oakland Coliseum. 888-957-9570. Just, I said my piece. I feel like Silvio when they're doing the intervention with Chrissy. I said my piece, Chrissy. That's what I feel like now in regards to John Fisher. But there is not a owner in sports I am willing to wager that is worse than that man. Find me one. Find me one that's worse than John Fisher. I dare you to find me one that's worse. Now, you can go, you could say Dan Snyder, maybe, and that may be true. Off the field, guy's a scumbag. I don't know John Fisher personally. I just know what his business practices are, and it's slimy, and it's gross, and he doesn't care about his fan base or the product. But (laughs) it's... He has to be the worst. He doesn't invest in anything. Say what you about Dan Snyder, and there's a lot to not like about him. Off the field, the whole cheerleading, all that. He's a gross person. He looks like he's finally going to sell the team. But he pays the players. In the NFL, I know, different sport. John Fisher, it's just about his bottom dollar. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Robert Green Salad... On the YouTube chat, what are we doing this weekend? I have family pictures at Pena Adobe 
in Vacaville. Shout out. EJ Gomez is hitting up the Sacramento Zoo tomorrow. Oakland Zoo is sold out this weekend. Got to be a member like me, bro. Got to get that membership. Pays dividends. Pays dividends. 888-957-9570. David Estrada this weekend going to take some pictures at Palace of Fine Arts with my wife for our 10th anniversary. Shout out, David. 10 years. That's an accomplishment. And you're going to watch the Warriors 76ers tonight? Hell yeah. Sounds like a good weekend. I dread to... The family pictures, by the way. I don't know if you do have the ki- have kids, uh, David. Nothing more strenuous and just frustrating than taking family pictures, like professional ones, like out in public and walking around and going to like public parks and stuff like that. <sighs> T- pro tip, eat something before you do that because it's going to take way longer than you think. Just, just a pro tip. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. So potentially no Joel Embiid tonight. He is questionable with a calf uh, injury tonight against the Golden State Warriors. We were talking with Jeff Van Gundy this week. Steiny and Guru, that is. He joined, and Jeff Van Gundy, former head coach, ESPN commentator. He was talking about the MVP and how that's heating up in regards to Joel Embiid, Giannis, and Nikola Jokic. Here's his thoughts. If you're a math person, Jokic wins in a landslide. He just does. If you if you want to do all the advanced stats and all that, it'd be a landslide. If you want to go by a recency thing, Embiid is on a run that is incredible. If you value you know durability and playing in more games, then uh, Giannis's candidacy takes a hit a little bit. If that's not important to you, then you know there's no one more dominant than a dead and Kupo. So there's a lot of great players. There's a lot of great players, and he kind of just, that's pretty much who it's down to. I think it's more of a two-horse race. I don't think Giannis is going to win. Unless, again, there's eight games, nine games for some of these teams. If they just have an absolute unbelievable tear these next two weeks, maybe they can't. Jokic was the huge favorite for most of the year. Now, I think Embiid is the odds-on favorite, according to Vegas. Let me... Look at this right now, so I know what I'm talking about. Joel Embiid, is he going to be the MVP? NBA futures via Bet Rivers right here. MVP winner, Nikola Jokic, minus 200. Check that. Plus 225. Joel Embiid, minus 200. Giannis at plus 250. So it's a lot closer than I thought with Giannis, actually. Plus 250 for Giannis, plus 225 for Nikola Jokic, minus 200 for Joel Embiid. So Embiid, the favorite right now... And I know they have a huge game against each other, Jokic and Embiid. And I wonder if that sort of game will sway things. And don't forget, Ramona Shelburne, she is a voter. She is a senior writer for ESPN. She has said in the past she bases these MVP awards on a narrative. It is narrative-based. So Jokic, he is a back-to-back champion. He's looking for a three-peat. Only a couple players have ever done that in the history of the NBA, Larry Bird, and Wilt, to name a few. But Joel Embiid, he's looking for his first. Giannis, was he has Giannis won one or two. Either way, he's looking for multiple. It's exciting. exciting. We don't know who the MVP winner is. Usually by this point in the season, it's pretty much locked up and it's a slam dunk. It's not like it's not right now. So these last few games, if you're not playing like Joel Embiid potentially might not tonight with the calf injury. That could take a hit for his MVP candidacy, so maybe that's extra motivation. But if you're Doc Rivers and you're the Philadelphia 76ers, you're like, no, 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 no. You sit your ass down. 
we have a shot here in an Eastern Conference where it's the Celtics, it's the Bucks, and then it's us. Those are the top dogs, and we got a shot. So rest up, and especially with the calf strain with the big boys, you don't want to mess with that. It's very sensitive down there. It's very finicky. We saw it. We saw with Kevin Durant here in his last year with Golden State, the whole calf contusion, strain, whatever you want to call it. You have to be very careful with those when those important ligaments, and especially the big guys and guys of Joel Embiid's stature, putting all the weight on there and it's not feeling comfortable, do not push it. Don't push it. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. As it pertains to scoreboard watching, Steve Kerr, who joined Willard and Dibbs this week, this week, it was yesterday, in fact, he talked about trying to stay away from the scoreboard watching, but it's difficult not to. Everybody near us, you know, every single one. I mean, the Clippers and Thunder play tonight. Uh, I think we're half a game behind the Clippers and maybe a game ahead of OKC. So I'll be watching that game. And, and uh, you know, it, it's just incredible to see you know, that from slots, what, 5 through 12, there's maybe two game a two-game difference. Um in the loss column between all, all seven of those teams. So kind of crazy, but uh, it is what it is. So you just uh, you just keep going and you hope that, you know, that, that things fall your way. Just keep winning. Just keep thing, uh, hope things fall your way. Very well said there by Steve Kerr. We got one more segment coming up here for you. 888-957-9570. If you would like to get involved, call or text that number on the Xfinity Mobile text line. Hit me up on Twitch or YouTube. Give me a follow at Spadoni underscore Joe on Twitter. The Crossover is next, where Joe Shasky of the Morning Roast joins me. I'm going to get his thoughts on some of this John Fisher nonsense. The Giants are up there, too. I want to get his thoughts on the Giants being one of the fifth, one of the five most profitable teams in all of baseball last season. Get his thoughts on the matchup tonight. Crossover next. This is the pregame show. Joe Spadoni, 95.7 The Game. Now, back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Collins Friday, folks. Get after it. I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Sixers, Warriors, Warriors Live, 6 o'clock. John Dickinson. Tip off, 7. Tim Roy. All right here, 95 7 the game. Can't wait. I hope Joel and Beaton plays. Just, you want to see the stars come out. It's fun. If you're a Warriors fan, you don't care. I don't feel sorry for your fair share of injuries and other craziness happened this season. So you'll take any dub, you can get it. And at home, it just seems to come a lot easier. For whatever reason, the, the veterans play better, the defense is better, the attention to detail has been better, as Joe Shasky joins me now of the Morning Roast. Can I ask you a random question? Absolutely. Cool shirt. You, you like? I bought yeah. a couple um, uh, baseball-related trading card-type shirts. I, I was a big trading card kid. Were you? Um, certain. Ga- not with sports, but with like, uh, Pokemon okay. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, my brother was also in the Pokemon. Yeah. But we collected cards. right? Yeah. We didn't trade them, per se. Yeah. We collected them. That's what we did. Um, did you know? what? Are, are you a beer guy? Yeah. Yeah. Not really. Occasionally, like if I'm out, like if I'm at a game or something. Maybe. Okay, so you're not like a like. A- um, no, I'm not like a. I need a stout a or a uh, IPA, if you will. No, no. Okay. I go light beer. That's what I drink, Shasky. So uh, yeah. So like my cousin <laughs> is like into beers, and actually a couple of my cousins are like into like specific kinds of beers. They have like a palate for it, right? Yeah. So that's like their thing. My brother as well. Um, it all tastes gross. Are you familiar honest. with Pliny the Elder? 
I've heard yeah, everyone loves that stuff. Apparently, it's like the best, and it's expensive, and it's only around in one part of the year or something. Yeah, so Russian River Brewery. You know, yeah. I love the Russian River. Yes. Uh, there's actually one in Santa Rosa, um, even though it's not Russian River. But you, you get the point. <laughs> yeah. um, well, today they're coming out with Planet of the Elder. Oh, and I'm just day. curious out there from our audience, like, is is there are people going to go and try to pick this up today? I think you're allowed two six packs. I'm going to find out what the specific details are. But today's the day. Like this morning, they're releasing it. Jeez, it's a big deal apparently the news is there oh my god kpix is there is it like uh, this must have won like best beer like in america or something well, right like it had to have been there's Pliny the elder and then, and then Pliny the younger yeah, and the yeah. younger i believe is the more exclusive okay Though, if you are a beer aficionado i would like to hear from you this morning yeah well yeah and and, and maybe my palate isn't refined enough like some of these beer drinkers Nor is like it all just tastes like crap to me like alcohol in general just tastes like crap and i'm just trying to get to the the, the end of the road if you will i'm just trying to get tips See, all right. I'm not trying to get wasted. I was like, yeah. let's just give me something so, that doesn't taste like crap, and then I'll be fine. All right. So okay. So I want to make sure I say I like a nice glass of red wine. Pliny the Elder is the more readily available one. Okay. Pliny the Younger you is the more exclusive. So that's Sorry, the one. I apologize if I if I flip flop. Well, you that just lost half our audience, so it's all right, Shaskin. Well, it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm just curious if like you're into those. No, things. no, no. I'm saying because you messed up. That's why we got lost half well, our audience. What are you like in in life in sports? I bought Giants tickets for opening day. Like I look forward to going out I, there. It used to be movies. I would th- love going you, to movies. I was a big, and you don't have to do this anymore. I was a big midnight. I'm um, getting the new video game, whatever it's out. Halo Two. I'm going there. I'm going to EB Games. Dude, I'm going to GameStop. Remember EB Games? Oh, back dude, in the I day. used to get the whatever At expansion midnight? for World of Warcraft. Yes! I'm out there. I'm I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, dude, you don't, Shasky, you don't even know how big of a gamer Joe Spadoni was pre, so, well, pre high school and during high school. That's all I did. Well, yesterday MLB the show. Then came I met Jaden. Then I got married. So there you go. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know all about it. I know all about it. But like, okay, yesterday MLB the show came out, and I had pre-ordered it, and I downloaded it. I got maybe. Ten minutes in last night, and I like oh, I gotta go to bed, and I gotta I gotta do like what what did you start off with? We started off with Sega. My cousin had Nintendo. We got a Sega yeah. like, after everyone got Sega. So my earliest memories of like playing on a game like because we had everything. Because yeah. I'm you know, and the audience may not, but I'm one of ten children. So when you're let my parents are like, hmm. What is something I could buy that occupies all these kids' time and they can leave me the hell alone? Oh, whatever latest console. So we had we had Genesis. We had the Jaguar. Do you remember what that was? Vaguely. It was a Sega Jaguar. It was after the Genesis. Sega, I believe. Was that the yeah. CD one? It was a weird. Yeah, think of it was, or, or it was, it was a weird whatever. one. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, so we had that. We had uh, N sixty four. We had Super Nintendo. N sixty four. Extremely underrated. Yes, yes, yes. N sixty four is the one that I kind of grew up with, and then Xbox, and then PlayStation, all that sort of stuff. So you went Xbox before PS. Yeah, I would. Well, because I was a big Halo guy, so yeah. that Halo came out. So I, I was super. Ever have an Xbox. In, yeah, so so we, I was super into Xbox, but I had PlayStation. Like Resident Evil, I used to watch my brothers play the zombie game. Oh, Resident yeah. Evil. Resident I would say, Evil. Sick. We would stay up late at night, and I'd be like the five year old watching so, this. So yeah. yeah. You, how many brothers did you have? I have six brothers. Okay, so this is a good question for you because I had a huge family. Not necessarily my immediate family, but my, my more extended family. You would have to wait turns in video games. Yes. And it, it I was on the low end of the totem pole. Yes, yes. And like B, it also taught you like, hey, you better be good on the sticks or you're done. Like yes. you're, you're you're cooked. Yeah. My little brother was like he would smash on anyone yeah. in, in most games. So Tony Hawk came oh, out. Oh yeah. Tony Hawk came out, and we used to throw money down on the ground, right? And we'd be enjoying ourselves, <laughs> drinking, smoking, doing our. I'm Pliny the uh, the younger. There you go. And more like Mickey the D. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, and and you know, so old English still reserved. Still reserved for King Cobra. Mad there Dog Twenty Twenty is all the horrible Saint Ives special. Those room. cans are all outside our station. Anyways, go ahead. One hundred percent. And so, like, my little brother would, we would do these matches. Like in Grand Theft, we do the same thing. How long could you stay with six stars? Yeah, five stars, six stars. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we, yeah, we would yeah. like time it and stuff. Well, in in uh, Tony Hawk, he'd go one on one, and I'm telling you, my little brother would smash on everyone. Oh, totally. You just and, do the grind, dude. If you if you're 50, good at grinding, fifty fifties, yep. dude. You just do the balance. And then he knew all the different little, like, how to get up on top, you know, like, oh, totally. you be in the warehouse totally. in, the, in that one game. Yep. So I loved sitting in the room playing video games. Mario Kart was in rotation. So, real quick, who's your, who's your uh, Tony Hawk go-to? Mine was Kareem Campbell every single time. I don't even remember. Let me know. Uh, it was a YouTube, very fuzzy time was, okay, in my but life. If you could have just said Tony Hawk, I would have accepted it. I apologize. It. Like, uh, I was very... Bucky Lassick, Bob Burnquist. I feel you. I feel you. I was, I, I was inebriated. Okay. Also, <laughs> that was not one of my best games in okay. terms of skill. Like, I, I would watch my brother play and Fair I enjoyed enough. it. Fair I enough. would play NBA. This is when it came out on Dreamcast. Oh, NBA 2K. Had that as well. Oh, yeah. I had House of the Dead with the guns, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Crazy Taxi. That was another one yeah, you had to have. Crazy Taxi um, was dope. Was, uh, Bass Hunter. Dude, so, what's with the, the, with the greatest real? game of all time oh, with a group of guys? Oh, that's a great question. Oh, or girls. Well, remember. Is it Mario Kart? GoldenEye for a while was GoldenEye, a GoldenEye. But remember? if you're Odd Job, I'm pissed. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, you can't do that and you can't screen look, but you can't. But it's so funny. Screen you can't, No screen looking. That was the thing, right? If you're playing, or if you're playing Halo or anything, you had the, the top screen and the bottom screen, so you'd you'd be on like Lockout, Halo 2, or whatever, what have you, but it's a great point. What's the one game at 888-957-9570 that is the best to play with a bunch of guys? That's a great question. Or dudes, ladies, whatever. So like, okay. I played World of Warcraft. It's a lot different a game. It's called an MMORPG, what which is stands for a, uh, what is it, multi- it's whatever. It's, it's like a, lot a universe. Of, it's, yeah, I, I, I haven't played in so long, I forgot what it it's means. It's like SimCity. It's a role-playing game. So I can play okay. with um, you're on different servers, so I'm playing with someone in Arizona, yeah, yeah, someone yeah. in Brazil, someone, yeah. but we're all getting together and we do these things called raids. So there's 25, yeah, pe- 25 people in one raid, oh, that's and we're cool. all connected via headset. I don't know. This is Xbox? Pe- this is a computer, co- a computer okay, PC. So PC. So we're all gaming like that. So I would play with, with that, and I would play with my buddies. We would all be connected on headset. Yep. We would be on this thing called Vent, which is a Ventrilo, stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, that's the game I would play. But if you're going like Xbox, PlayStation... I think Halo's up there. Halo is one okay. of the greatest games, if not the greatest console game in the history of games. It's. I think it's up there. I think Mario NBA- Kart's a good one. Mario Party also is a really fun Mario one. Mario Kart was so dope. Yeah. Because you get the four screen going. Yeah. FIFA, on the original NC, uh, NCS, yep. where they had the four way play. Totally. Um, Griffey Baseball was a sick video game. You yeah. may, that might be way too yes, low. Yeah. 98 Griffey. I was big into MLB Home Run Derby in the early 2000s. WCW Nitro, uh, Revenge or Nitro? I was um, N64. I was No Mercy. No, no, mer- mercy, no mercy, WWF. Yeah, okay, WWF. Yep, yep. No mercy. So cold on the cover. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, the, all those games like bring everything back. But like I was thinking, like when you're doing those parties, Mortal Kombat, Street uh, Fighter, good, right here. Tony okay. and Fremont. Let's oh, go to him. Bad. No, no, Tony. He's got one right here. I think you just mentioned it. Tony, what was the game that you love to play? You're on 95.7 The game. Oh, uh, me and the boys on a Friday night. Oh, you hook up that Street Fighter, man, and it's a great game because uh, you, you know you you fight one person's gone, the next person's up, so it's Thank constantly you. moving. Thank you can you. sit on if you're really good, you sit on there all night. You know you're either Guile or, or one of those beast guys. It, it, it was it was just a, that we used to play Micro Machines back in the day. I mean, uh, uh, my, and the funniest thing is one of my boys, uh, Sony PlayStation, right, was uh-huh. was huge, and uh, my guy would be able to burn games oh, yeah. so we, we would have 
You'd go to Blockbuster, get the game, yep. you'd burn it, and you'd have it forever. You'd have every single game. It was incredible. It was incredible back then, you know? It was. Uh, no, it really it was. was. Tony, thank, thank you so much. Joey. Appreciate you calling. Dude, I, no, Street Fighter's great because me and my brother, uh, we were big into fighting games. 1v1, oh, yeah. Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. So we, that's, Finish him. No, totally. Like, we were big into Oh, totally. He's Akuma. I'm Ken. I'm, uh, we're going Street Fighter 3. I'm Guile. Oh, Guile's Ryu. good. Yeah, Ryu. Ken. Oh, always, dude. We're getting. Oh, how do we not mention this? Nine two five. What? This is my high school Call of Duty. See, I didn't have Call, Call of Duty. Duty. See, in high school for me, because I uh, I was in uh, twenty two thousand eight or nine. Hard for me. Very, yeah. See, and I grew up with it, it's so it wasn't hard. as hard for me. Yeah. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare two. Those might be on the Mount Rushmore See, of, of all times. I miss yes. that little Counter Strike. Like, Sonic one. Sonic was like what I came up with. So okay. you got to understand, like, I'm a whole generation in front you of are. you. You are. See, you're my brother Sam's generation. Yes. He's, he's the oldest of the Spadoni family. Okay. So how old's your brother Pat? Uh, thirty five. Okay, so he's like would be like my brother. He splits the difference. Yeah, yeah. So he splits the difference. He's like closer to my brother Ray, who we were close. Yeah. yeah. But but to your point, Sam would be my older brother. He was the one that got all these consoles and stuff. Oh yeah. So he would come home with like, oh, Dad, Joe, I just got a Legend of Zelda. Let's play it. <laughs> like Ocarina of Time. Like that was another one, right? So. But those kind of games you'd have to watch. So like, this is great. I just, I could talk about this for, I know, for literally this, the entire I show. Have fun on a Friday, no, totally, dude, totally. And so like, I, the reason that I got sparked by this is like you brought up the EB Games and waiting. I remember me and my boy JV used to go wait for these games, uh, and we would have to go to the the one over here in Union Square to get the video games because I was the only one in the city that would be open this late. Now he talked about burning a video game. I'm going way back in time. Grand Theft Auto when it first came out, we had to go to Chinatown to get the explicit. I don't know if it was Chinese or Japanese. The version was not American. It was the non-American version. Mm. And the video game swore. And my boy Marty wow. Hagney had it because he had a chip in his PlayStation. <laughs> We're going way back. Oh, totally. If you know what I'm talking about. My boy Hagney had the chip in the PlayStation. He could only play certain explicit video games. And Grand Theft was on a whole nother level. Oh. The fact the game swore was like, are you kidding me? Oh, it was massive, dude. No, I, I was playing Grand Theft Auto 3 when I was like okay. 6 or 7. I knew all the cheat codes. Just doing, getting the rocket launcher and just shooting people. Ch- cutting people with half a chainsaw. Shout out Vice City. That's Joe Shad. He's coming up next with Bonte Hill. Maybe we'll get into more of that. I know they're going to get into Warriors versus the Sixers. Joel Embiid questionable tonight with a calf injury. And again, Warriors live at 6 o'clock with John Dickinson before tossing it over to the great Tim Roy, who will be on the call again right here on 95.7 The Game at 7 o'clock. Morning Roast next, 95.7 The Game.